Blog Talk Radio.
projecting my voice enough, says Curtis. Uh, we're trying something new right now because we are in a new place. We're in a new facility, and uh, we're, we're trying to work out some some technical things with our setup here. So Curtis and I are actually sitting in the same room, and if you guys have listened to our show previously, we're always in separate rooms, so this is something new that we're doing. But anyway, I want to say thank you to everybody that is uh, tuning in right now and joining us live. Uh, we are actually reporting live from the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, so I want to say thank you to everybody that's been a part of praying uh, with us, for us, for this mission, for this trip, and uh, also everybody that's donated and made it possible thus far. Uh, the date today is May 17th, and it is a Wednesday night, so tonight I guess we would consider this Young Disciples, and uh, I don't know if we really have any any announcements other than tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we will be live on OmegaManRadio.com, so definitely check that out. I'm not sure of the time right now, um, but we will be live at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Omega, okay, 6 to 7, Curtis says, so... Uh, yeah, definitely join us on OmegaManRadio.com tomorrow night for more. But anyway, Curtis. Well, also the website. Uh, some re-advisements on the website. Give an update about PayPal or um, yeah. Why don't you just do it? <laughs> well, 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 we're kind of we're kind of right here. Um, as you guys can tell, we we are definitely learning on how to do this. Um, so right now, as we kind of get forward on things, okay. You got to forgive us because we're kind of flustered. Well, I'm a, I'm a little flustered right now for multiple multiple reasons. First and foremost is we kind of I kind of messed up. I did a rookie mistake earlier today. Um, I guess whatever I was doing the show. So we're actually broadcasting about eh, five, ten, ten, twenty minutes before ahead uh, ahead of time, um, ahead of schedule. So which is cool. And also we're on Facebook Live. Hi everybody. What's up? Well, we're about to be um, on Facebook Live in just a few, and we're upset. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Uh, listen, for uh, for those of you out there, we do have a couple quick announcements. Um, first and foremost is you want to put that right here. Um, is on our website. My wife did some awesome revisements. Um, we are going to be. Uh, we do have on our website uh, right now a new PayPal link. So you guys want to go check that out, especially if you guys want to donate to us uh, via U.S. funds um, via Skype. So you guys go to our website, WarriorRadioBroadcastNetwork.com. Go to the donate section, um, and then hop on over there, and right there it should say U.S. account or U.S. Um, so you guys go donate via that way, get the word out. So we are going to get the uh, PayPal thing going back up and running, um, especially now. Also, we do have a revised needs list for ourselves up on the website. Um, you guys can go ahead and go check that out if you want to kind of talk a little bit about about that. There's nothing to talk about. Just go visit the website. Go visit the website because um, right now we're asking the Lord to send some finances for uh, for right now a vehicle, um, preferably of the four wheel kind, um, of the truck kind, because um, 
right now, man, um, our little, our poor little car is going to get a beating uh, driving around on these roads out here, um, these res roads as we like to call it. So it, it's it's kind of different. It's 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 bad. These roads are bad. So um, other than that, I think that should be all. Oh, also our mailing address. Yes, our mailing address has been updated. Check this out, guys. It's P.O. Box 18, Porcupine, South Dakota, 5772. Yes, you heard me right. Um, that is the old uh, P.O. Box that we used to have. That's P.O. Box 18, Porcupine, South Dakota, 5772. You guys can uh, send your um, emails or, or mail us out there. You know, just love cards or whatever. You know, if you guys have a gift offering or whatever, go send it over there to Porcupine, South Dakota, uh, P.O. Box 18, 5772. Um, also, yeah, so yeah, you guys get a hold of us via the website or email or whatever, how you guys ever choose to do it. Um, with that being said, love, um, do you mind opening up the show in a word of prayer and just kind of see how things go? Okay. Take me <laughs> off Facebook Live. Hey, no, 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 dude, you did it. Okay, okay. So now they're just going to sit here and look at me yeah, as, right. as you pray. Curtis is beautiful. Thank the Lord for it. Okay. Just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. Close right. your eyes if it helps. We're not, we're not doing that. Close your eyes. Curtis is cheating over here. I'm sorry, guys. He's distracting the work of the Lord. Anyway. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I just want to say thank you right now. I want to say thank you right now for this opportunity, Lord God, and this time to be together and father to come together in unity for your work and for your order lord god even though we might not understand it completely father i want to say thank you right now for the opportunity to get back on the radio lord god for the opportunity to continue not just this thing but father a new thing to walk into a new thing to walk into the things that have already come to pass lord god and i just want to say thank you for that Lord God, I want to say thank you right now for, for the changes, Lord God, for the, the pain that comes with growing, Lord God. And Father, I want to say thank you for the ability to reach out to a people, Father, that have been waiting for your word, that have been waiting for the reality of your power in their lives, Father. And Father, I just pray this in your son's awesome, precious, mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, um, as I said, some things are kind of going on out here on the reservation. So especially please pray for me and my wife as we kind of go on and continue our uh, our endeavors, our journeys, um, especially during this time and this season. So uh, listen, brothers and sisters, we do have some – well, uh, I just want to say welcome back, everybody. Man, I'll tell you, it's been an interesting um, – been an interesting few weeks, uh, especially now during this time, yeah? Um, it's been interesting for multiple reasons. For one, being back here on the reservation and, and coming here in a different capacity of which we did before. Um, so it, it, it's it's been different. That's all I can say. Like, really, this has been different. It's been um, unique. Well, let's kind of start off a little bit with our <laughs> our supposed – it was supposed to be a three-day fast – um. Yeah, it was supposed to be a like a ten day fast, um, out in the Black Hills. Needless to say, the first day that we got there, um, it was it snowed on us. <laughs> so let's put it that way, you guys. It kind of snowed on us, and it was really bad. Um, 
it was cold. It was a cold night. It was a bad night. It was a dreary night. It was just a bad night altogether. But you know what? The Lord had his had a plan for us. Uh, had a reason. Had a plan and reason for everything. And basically, as we kind of continued on, it went from it went basically from. Hey, love, can you come here for a second? All right. Um, so yeah. So basically, as me and my wife, we kind of went out on a limb there and did some things out there in South Dakota. Um, we originally, basically, we originally uh, went out there for a ten day fast. Sorry, guys, I'm a little, I'm a little kerfluffled right now. Some things are kind of going on um, that I just want you guys to pray about. Amen. Direction, guidance, and, and strength. Um, so yeah. So anyways, as we were out there in the Black Hills area. Uh, first night it snowed. Second night we got up. Basically we got up and it was it was pretty bad. Um, it was cold. I think it was like down past the 30s. We basically in one day we experienced fall, winter, spring, and summer all within one time span of about 10 miles, and it was different. So you guys, it, it, needless to say that that was kind of our welcome home, break it in, you know, here you go type thing, and. It was it was funny. It was funny because out of all the different times that we went there, because we checked the weather, it said it was going to be clear. It was going to be sunny days at 90 degree temperatures. So, anyways, that was that was kind of our welcome home gift. Um, next, after that, so we spent about three days there. We finally got fed up, and um, we got a hotel room out there in Custer's, uh, out there in Custer, well, Deadwood area. And um, so anyways, we showered. Everything smelled like smoke. It was pretty bad. Our car, our poor car was loaded up um, for bear, basically. And it was uh, our poor little suspension. It was pretty bad. Um, so anyways, so we finally made it here. We made it a week ahead of time, ahead of schedule. We were originally going to be here by the 10th. So we wound up being here probably about uh, the 6th or so. So we made it before schedule. Um, and then after that, kind of the real work began. Um, for the first few days, you guys, it was uh, it was kind of business as usual. We were getting ourselves ready, um, ready and prepared for our our extended journey, our extended stay out here. And uh, for the first three days, I would say we were kind of getting ourselves in in the loop or um, in the things how things were going out here. And it was a little bit different. It was a little bit different getting ourselves situated. Thank you there, love. She brought me some coffee. It was awesome. It's good coffee. Coffee is life around here. Um, how how long, love, would you say that we were uh, getting things ready to kind of move in? About three days? Um, how, how long did it take us to move in um, here? Okay, so apparently she's kind of out of the loop, but that's okay. Thank you, love. Um, basically, it took us about three days. Uh, we were kind of set up in, in in the guest cabin, well, I guess in the guest in what was supposed to be our side of the bunk, right? Um, and it just didn't quite get finished out, but that's okay because you know what? The Lord is gracious enough. Um, the 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 owners and the runners over here at the Dream Center, um, they were able. I guess they, they got themselves a different place, and they were able to move us in, um, so God bless their hearts. Um, and basically, so as we were getting moved in, I think about the fourth day. When was it that we kind of went out into the communities? Um, so it was about four days ago? Sometime this weekend. It's kind of hard to keep track of days around here. It's weird. 
Um, so maybe I'm going to let my wife kind of share a little bit about uh, her experiences out there in the community and kind of the things that she was saying. All right, so she doesn't want to. Um, so that's okay. So yeah, you guys, just please pray for her. Things are kind of not not as it should be, but that's all right. Um, so I want to share a little bit about, I guess, that, kind of that experience. For the first, I guess, the first time in a long time since we've been back, it's been different. Um, the first, I guess it's been about a year and a half since we last got back here. And needless to say, it's different out here on the reservation. It's not the res I, I, I known. Um, over the last year, well, since we've been gone, really since Brother Marcus is passing, we... The drugs out here have kind of gotten to an all-new high. Um, we've all seen stories, especially if you guys uh, follow Facebook quite quite profusely. Um, they say that meth was a, was was a major outbreak out here, and at first I was like, okay, this is just everybody blowing it out of proportion. Um, this is everybody basically saying. You know, just kind of blowing things up. That one person is regurgitating another another issue, which is becoming another issue, which is not an issue at all. But after seeing it with my own eyes, you know, drugs have gotten pretty bad. Um, there has been in Evergreen housing alone. There's usually about fifty or fifty or so houses there, and. As we drove through it, there was about 10, between 6 to 10 that were boarded up. And as they were saying, basically those were all due to meth-related incidents, uh, meth, drug busts, or whatever, um, out in the government housing. And to me, that is crazy because if we have an unemployment rate of – I think it was like 90 percent and a housing, uh, a housing waiting list that takes about five years to, to go through – and we have that many houses in the community that need homes, and they're boarded up. It it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Um, so that was my first experience being back in kind of like my home village um, since we've been gone. Um, the next thing we've kind of experienced is going out there to Manderson. It's probably uh, – Manderson, is, as many of you well know, that this place was considered Little Baghdad by the local police and law enforcement. Um, and they call it that for a reason. There have been more shootings, more killings, more stabbings out there in Manderson than um, probably, what is it, out of Kyle, Wounded Knee um, combined and Porcupine combined out of most of the districts. Um, they, it only comes in second place. From Pine Ridge, um, and I, I got some things to share about that as well. Um, Manderson Housing. Uh, for many of you, I'm just going to throw this question out there, pose this question. How many of you out there have heard of the gang MS-13? Um, basically, I forget the acronym for MS-13, but it's a Mexican drug gang that basically derived in Mexico. And I've heard stories about them being here. I didn't believe it. But lo and behold, one of the first people I run into there in Manderson is 
a guy that is getting that was trying to get away from the gang MS13. Um, he had 13 written on his arms. Uh, he came up speaking to my wife in Spanish. Um, of course, he was very heavily intoxicated, so we had that going for us. Um, and it was different because we went out to the communities to pass out oranges and just kind of kind of introduce ourselves out here again. Um, needless to say, that was uh, our first run-in with the group MS13. And after everything, you know, I got down and I got a chance to talk with him, and he was telling me that his five sons were, you know, he had five boys, and he was cur currently being hunted by these by by this gang for trying to get out of this. Um, now you got to take what he had to say with a gra grain of salt because um, obviously it says it says a, a a drunk man um, tells tales or whatever tells wise tales or whatever. So, anyways, so. To make a long story short on that, after everything was said and done, I got a chance to pray with him, um, pray for protection and mercies over him and his loved ones. And it, it was very awesome. It was very um, awesome, but yet again, a very sobering experience for me. Um, and I say sobering because you know, even though that the reservation has gained a small victory by um, White Clay, Nebraska being shut down, and if any of you that have followed the show over the last few years, um, White Clay, Nebraska is responsible alone for selling, what is it, uh, 3.5 million cans of beer a year. Um, and that's like just one mile from the reservation, which is supposed to be a seven-mile uh, seven reservation barrier. So praise God that that has been shut down. That they, they revoked their liquor license. Now, there's pros and cons to this as well. Um, so you guys, just because you know we we received one victory here on the reservation, doesn't mean you guys you know we get to stop and and just say ah you know praise God it's done. No, that has been a long drawn out fight and a battle since pff, way back when. Um, but now they just have to go a little bit further for their beer. Um. So I say praise God that that has at least a stepping stone, a starting stone. Now, with that being said, I have seen an increase in alcohol-related um, – well, just people being intoxicated out on the streets. It was, a, I think, a Saturday morning or a Saturday or uh, Friday or Saturday, one of the two days, um, day, and we were out in the communities passing out oranges, you know, passing out some food and stuff, and – Everybody that – like a lot of people that I met, they were drunk. They were intoxicated. This is crazy from a dry reservation. So that to me, it's like even though one thing has died down, another thing is more in your face. But with the increase in meth out here, methamphetamines, um, with an increase in that comes an increase in violence. I think it was just earlier last year. Um, this has never happened before, but a shooting uh, right in broad daylight, a shooting took place here in Pine Ridge, actually in Pine Ridge, um, on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. Yes, there is two Pine Ridges, uh, Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, at, which we are currently on, um, and Pine Ridge Village. <laughs> so you guys, let's get that straight. In Pine Ridge Village, um, there was a shooting that took place in broad daylight uh, at a youth opportunity. Well, they call it Sioux Ann Boys and Girls Club, Sioux Ann Big Crow uh, Boys and Girls Club. 
And this is a place where, where teens and young adults, they go, they hang out, they find a safe place. This is supposed to be a safe place. But this uh, this this young kid, I guess, this young man um, was parked there right inside the parking lot, I guess, waiting for a drop or whatever, uh, a drug exchange. And, you know, because of this, because of this increased problem, young man lost his life in broad daylight at a safe place where it was supposed to be safe. And brothers and sisters, I can't help but as we drive and we look on to the reservation that, you know, I can't help but to feel like this place needs prayers more than ever. Not just prayers, but, you know, like intercession, straight up intercession, warfare needs to be done on the behalf of my people. And... You know, I kind of let that get to me for a day or two. I'm not going to lie. Um, even though we've only been here for about two weeks now, um, there's a lot that is like just a sobering fact because we're coming here in, in a different dynamic um, than we were before in previous years. You know, whenever I say that is we're going to be more kingdom-focused and, and, and basically, you know, um, disciple-minded this time around than we were last time. And what I what I mean by that is, you know, we tried giving out supplying their natural needs for a long time. Their food, their propane, their gas, their living expenses. And don't get me wrong, all that stuff is needed. All that stuff was needed. It was a necessary thing. But we can only do that for so long and not see any results. We needed to see fruit. We needed to bear much fruit. You know, we needed to see uh, more impacting results than it was. Um, so the spiritual climate is definitely heavier than I remember it. <laughs> and many of you that have been out here, you guys would be like, oh, well, how, especially uh, Paula, uh, Paula Fraze there in the chat room, you know, she knows that it was heavy before, but like you come back and it's just like, whoa. It's crazy, but yet at the same time, I feel a lot more at peace than we have in previous times. Um, so it's different. Um, I know that there was a big assignment against me and my wife to basically not come out here. Uh, he, yeah, so, so there's a lot to think about in that regards. So now that I've kind of given you guys the, the downside to what's been going on, now I can give you guys the glory. I can, I can start giving God the glory for what is about to happen. Um, as it stands right now, um, we, me and my wife, and I say me and my wife both, uh, have been blessed to be able to start up a very, very, very good program. Um, out here uh, on the reservation with, you know, uh, being under Wings as Eagle. It's, uh, and I, I got to be careful how I word this, but basically what's going on is an opportunity has opened up for me and my wife to pastor out here to start doing, uh, laying the groundwork and the foundation for Bible studies. Sunday uh, Sunday morning services, praise and worship services. Um, also, a thing that's been going on out here is is we're able to help kind of propel this forward, um, which is breakout. And with this, we're able to plan 
accordingly on how to better suit the individual teen's needs according to the Word of God. Um, we do plan on having – how can I put this? We do plan on having um, a lot more one-on-one interaction and be able to help and see how we can help and assist these young teens and adults um, through not only the day-to-day traumas but through a lot of different things that, that needs to be shared on. And I hope I'm making sense to you guys. I, I really hope I do. Um, but so that, that's what I say. Praise God for that. Um, we're able to help and assist, like I said, uh, this other mission group that's here. Um, yeah, we're able to help and assist them as things go on. And I know me and my wife, we've been just kind of trying to get things into the saddle, just kind of getting things going. Um, so yeah, so it's different. It's definitely different. <laughs> um, that being said, this is why I need your guys' help. I know before out there in Canada, we were trying to do a good thing. But let's face it, um, our heart is here on the reservation. Not particularly this one. I mean, this one definitely does come first because it's home. But for the work that the Lord has laid up, laid on our heart to do in this time, um, we're going to need you guys' help to get the word out. What we need is a faithful few. We need intercessors. We need... Um, People that will be able to start supporting us financially, and I hate bringing that up, but that's what it's going to be needed. Um, later on, we're going to be needing help with projects, um, certain projects, building projects out here um, as time goes on. But whenever we do do that, we're going to start doing a call to arms or a call to action um, on our website. So you guys might want to go check that out. So, yeah, <laughs> I I know that it isn't a whole lot, but that's kind of like just a brief overview of some things that are going on out here. And it's crazy. It's been crazy. It is crazy. And you know what? It's all right. Because I know that the Lord, even though it's going to be a daunting task, a challenging task, it's still going to be a very rewarding task um, that the Lord has laid on our hearts to do. And what I say is this is you know he's it, it's only the father that has led us back here nothing more nothing less, um, and I say the father because really without him without his leading we can't do nothing without his leading I don't want to do nothing and I say this time and time and time again, but also it's going to challenge us me and my wife in ways that we haven't been challenged before. Um, you know, I would like to say I have a pretty good understanding of how the Word of God is, is shared or how it's supposed to be shared or whatever. Um, but now that we're out here it's and we're in a different capacity, I'm definitely going to have to study and read a lot more than I have before. Because um, I know the theoretics behind everything. Like I, I, I know about salvation, but now I need to kind of start transitioning from a, a just a preacher word, uh, preacher thing to basically um, – yeah, sorry, you guys. The phone, the phone is out here ringing. Um, yep. So I'm going to have to transition from that to um, more of a preacher and teacher type mode. <laughs> um, 
yeah, as you guys can tell, that it's kind of busy around here. So forgive forgive me for the interruption. Um, so yeah, one of the first messages uh, that we had to that I'm going to start preaching is about the love of God, and this right here is probably the most difficult message that I had to bring up. Um, and the reason why I say this is because one of the first questions that I posed was, "Who is the Father?" Before we can understand the Father's love, we must first understand who He is. So there's three questions. Who He is, um, what does His love look like, and how do we receive it? And I looked around in Scripture for for a lot of examples. At first, I was going to go down, you know, all the names of God, you know, Yahweh, uh, Al Shaddai, Elohim, you know, um, Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisa, you know, um, all these other different things. And what it came down to is I I, kind of stopped after about – because I was on this for like two hours trying to look up all these other different names and stuff like that. And the Lord said, why didn't you ever ask me? And I was like, oh, I had to repent. I'm like, I'm sorry, Lord. So after I sat there for, you know, kind of wasted my time for about two hours, I finally sat down with the Father and I said, okay, Lord, tell me. Tell me. What is it, or where is it in Scripture that really mentions you, that best describes who you are and your name, your characteristic, your virtues? And what he says is he directed me out to, uh, in the beginning of Genesis, or uh, Exodus, where Moses was talking with uh, with the burning bush. And they said, um, he, he asked this question, if I go back to my people, who does it that... Who is it that I must tell them? Yes, I am. And I preached a little – I shared a little bit about this yesterday with, with Steve Fraze um, on Roundtable Tuesdays. But I think this is such an impacting message that I do have to bring that here before I can start bringing it out there, out here. You know what I mean? And it is I am. I am that I am. And I don't know if we ever realized how powerful that message or that one phrase is I am what I think that will best aptly put every characteristic that God is to us he is whatever you need him to be he's your pastor he's your counselor yes he's the alpha and the omega the beginning the end the author and the finisher you know so there is a lot of different things that we can put I am in I am this in your life. Sometimes at one point in our walk, we felt like God was our enemy. You know, I am your enemy. <laughs> other times, we felt like I, he is your father. He says, I am your father. You know, and other times, I am your buffeter. You know, I am this aspect of which you need me to be in this time. I am the refiner's fire. I am, you know, the thorn in your side. I am, you know, uh, <laughs> the person who afflicts you. I am the one who teaches you. I am. You know, so it that right there to me just blew my mind on how how deep we can take that. Who is God in your life? He is exactly, I am exactly what you need him to be. And for some, for the unsaved, uh, what I should say for the atheists, he is the I am the do's and don'ts. 
for the I should say the religious people, I am the do's and don'ts. That's who I am is. The great I am. For others, uh, now that we kind of looked at some blessings part of that, this is how that word I am can be used in a negative context. Um, I am women should not preach in church. I am how you cannot wear certain things, that you have to wear a burqa. You have to wear something that is up over your neck. I am religion. You see how that can be? How that can be a play on words? I am freedom. I am religion. I am I am your strength. I am your bondage. I am the one that sets you free. I am the one that puts these on you. So depending on who preaches, or I should say depending on your revelation of who I am is in your life, that is the area that he's going to be. I know individuals that have been in church all their lives, and that's all he is. Is do's and don'ts. I am a daughter. I am a child. I am an heir. I am, you know, the prodigal son. Whatever he is, he is to you. And that's what it basically breaks down to: is who is the father in your life? What does he look like in your life? Because every single person is going to need the father in a different capacity. That's how he can be all things. You know, I, I think there's a crazy obscene number about how many all the different names of God. I think like over a thousand names for God in the Scripture, and depending on who you talk to, um, L is used in a negative context, and Yah is used in a positive context. But that's exactly what He needs to be. You know. Um, I've had this, and brothers and sisters, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know every single one of us have had this question posed to us by a non-believer. If God is love, then how can he allow these things to happen to children? How can he allow these things to happen to individuals? And I might get stoned, tarred, and feathered for this, but... Let's look back at Job and really look at this with a pure heart. Whenever the Father needs to catch our attention, He will send the one to buffet you, a.k.a. Satan, Lucifer, whatever it is you want to call him, the evil one. He is still created by the Father to do the works of the Father. Plain and simple. Now you're going to ask yourself, how is it that the Father's will is done by allowing a child to die of cancer? See, there's some things that we're not meant to know, but there's other, we can look at it this way. We have no idea whose life, that through that child's passing, who came to the Lord. As he says in Proverbs, it is better, or I think it's in somewhere in the New Testament, it is better for your eye to be plucked out than for your whole body to perish. It is better for your, if your right hand offend thee, it is better to cut, cut it off and cast it into the fire, lest the whole body perish. Now, think about it this way. Would it be better for, let's say this, that if I were to die today, how many people do you think would start seeking God because of my death? How many non-believers? 
Because we must understand that if we are the fathers, we're going to glorify him in life and in death. As he said with his disciples, he says, do not fret for the way you die. He warned him. He says, if, if, if you die, you die for my sake. Even with Christ's death, there was a purpose. With everything that happens in our life, life and death for a believer has purpose. Whenever we die, we pass on, um, let me put it this way, mantles get passed on. They get handed down. Commissions get sent out. There are people that have assignments that were released. There were certain generational strongholds over our life that after we pass are gone and broken. So we need to start looking at it from a different perspective instead of all grim and gray. Now, how does this tie back into the Father's love? Well, once we know who the Father is in our life, now let's look at his love. What does his love look like? For 99.9% of us, we all know his love to be John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For some, that is what God's love looks like. For others, it's the prodigal son. The Father will give you whatever it is you kick, you scream, you plague, you, you, you plead, you beg from, even though it might harm you in the end. Now, I use the prodigal son as the example. At least this is what the Lord has laid on my heart about him. Because the prodigal son got all his inheritance all at once. He went out and he wasted it. After all his riches were gone after he was full of whatever it is that he wanted to do. He found himself begging and eating the scraps from the pigs, the slop from the pigs. He was competing with pigs, with an animal. And he says, It is better for me to go back to my father and be one of his servants because at least his servants have bread. Now, I want to use this as an example about the Father's love for just a moment. So if you guys would just bear with me for a little bit longer. With the Father's love, that is a perfect example of his love. We kick, we scream, we beg, we plead, we want, we ask, we hope, we all these other different things. For believers or for non-believers that are in the world still, for everybody that's still in the world... They want to get rich. They want to have a picket fence. They want to make millions. They want girlfriends, boyfriends, wives, husbands. For those that are called to be eunuchs, that is a temptation. For those that are called to be single, that is a temptation. For those that are called to basically be and walk as the Lord walked, that is a temptation. So why would the Father give us something if he knew from the beginning that it would be our destruction or downfall. Because he loves you so much, he knows that no matter what decision, what matter, no matter what choice you make, it will come back to his glory. 
Just as the prodigal son wasted away his inheritance and all that which he begged and pleaded and kicked for and screamed about, the father still brought him back. There was a redemptive quality. So just know, brothers and sisters, um, even with me and Haley, we've got to be careful with this. We've got to be careful with our walk. Because we might say in our heart and mind that now we got to be careful that this isn't a name it and claim it, blab it and grab it type of thing. Just know, if you want riches in your life, if you want a church, if you want to start a church and the Lord is calling you to do something else, to be able to go and undergird other churches and ministries, you're going to start one. You're going to you you might be prosperous to a degree, or you might get what you want, then find out it was more than you asked for. Or certain situations might arise in the church that will cause you to kill it prematurely. It's because many of you were not called or meant to do the things that you yourself have set out to do. Now there's a big difference between that and the Lord sending you, calling you, and commissioning you to where you need to go. Because you need to understand, with the twelve disciples, he sent them out, he commissioned them two by two. And then the seventy-two he commissioned. They didn't commission themselves, they didn't call themselves, they didn't think of themselves. So think about that. So now we kind of have a brief idea of what the Father's love looks like. Now how do we start receiving it? The receiving is probably the the hardest thing for most people to do. Now, whenever I say receive, I, every time we think of the word of receiving the Father's love, let's think of surrendering and submitting to that love. Because you can receive a cell phone, or let me put it this way, you can receive a piece of candy that you hate. For me, it would be licorice. Somebody can give me a piece of licorice and I can receive it, but doesn't mean I'll appreciate it. Now, if you look at the significance behind somebody giving you licorice, even though that you hate it in your heart of heart, you hate it, but you look at the significance of why the person gave it to you. Say, for instance, that was their last piece of licorice, and they really love licorice. They looked at you, and they wanted they, 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 they love you, or I should say they care. They celebrate you more than their love for this last piece of licorice. And I know that's a generic term. This is a generic uh, uh, parable. But I want you to think of it this way. And they give it to you, and they say, this I want to give you as a gift. And you look at it because you realize this person's love and how much of a sacrifice this is theirs to give, what they're about to give you is such a sacrifice, that you begin to appreciate what they give you. I don't care if it's a napkin, if it's licorice, if it's coffee, or whatever it is. But you begin to look at the significance of, of this, the importance of this gift. To you, it may mean nothing, but to them, it's the world. That's what I talk about, about receiving the Father's love. It's one thing to say, oh, I accept the Father's love, or, I, I, oh, I receive it. But do you appreciate it? Do you yield to what he, why he loved you to begin with? See, the Father loves us not because of what we can offer for him, 
not because of anything other than he looks down and he looks at the importance and the significance of what he made. We need to understand that we are if we are to be fearfully if we are fearfully and wonderfully made, if he we are called to be kings and priests, if he knew us, formed us and fashioned us while we were before we were in our mother's womb, don't you think that he appreciates what he created? And if that be the case, if we can look at how our own lives value in the matter in the eyes of the Father, in the eyes of the Lord, we'll begin to understand our significance. We'll begin to start understanding our importance. We will recognize and receive and submit to the value of which the Father has placed over us. And that word value, um, why I use values, because as I was saying that the Lord, we are here today. We have received the Lord for a price. And that price, or we received the Father's love for a price. And that price was His only begotten Son. So that was our price. Now that we have received it, we're able to reciprocate His love to others. Because, as I once heard it put, after Jesus was nailed to that cross, died and rose again, that he multiplied himself, that the Spirit of God multiplied in the earth. Because on the day of Pentecost, whew, boy, I tell you, boy, howdy, the devil had to mess with quite a bit of other, with other Jesuses, Jesus, little Jesuses. So, if we can receive his love and we can reciprocate his love to others, how awesome could that be? How awesome should that be? And I think that's what we need to get back to is the pure unadulterated fact. It's not your skin color. It's not what you do. It's not anything other than the love of God for our lives. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, I think that's all I got to share on tonight. Um, really, I think it is. I know we're kind of going in a little bit of a different thing. So you guys forgive me when I messed up. Um, I re- I scheduled the show for a little bit of a uh, of a wonky time, so you guys forgive me. But listen, you guys, uh, we're going to be doing another um, another show this coming Saturday at seven o'clock Mountain, six o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, at six o'clock Central, five o'clock or uh, seven o'clock Mountain, eight o'clock Eastern, I think it is, and. 7 Central, 6 Mountain, yes, yes, so 6 Mountain, 7 Central, 8 Eastern, Um, and that will be this coming Saturday. Oh, and tomorrow we'll be on Omega Man Radio with Shannon Ray Davis at 6 o'clock Mountain to 7 o'clock Mountain, so that's, uh, yeah, so I'll let you guys figure that out. Um, Thank you, my love. I love and appreciate you. Yeah, that's my wife over there. Um... Yeah, this is uh, this is the father's schedule for you. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's different. It's different. Um, so right now, we we are broadcasting one hour uh, one hour time slots. So um, at least from now, because uh, after this, after things get after we get more in the flow of things, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, 
because after this on on Wednesday nights, um, we're gonna go from this to breakout. I think. Um, yeah, I, I think. Hold on, let me look. Okay, so that'd be Thursday. So that's cool. All right, and I think on Sundays we're actually gonna be doing a Sunday Sunday night worship, uh, or Saturday Saturday night worship, or something. Something's going on Saturday. Something's going on Wednesday night, and something's going on Tuesday night that I gotta hurry for. Oh, that's what it is Wednesday night Bible studies. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Um, so anyway, so it's going to be crazy, you guys, so I'm going to have to stick to the schedule. But listen, I want to hear from you guys. Listen, I, I do. Get the word out that what our needs are, but I want to hear from you guys. I don't have a whole lot of numbers here on my phone. Um, not anymore, but uh, listen, I want to get a hold of you guys. I want, to, I want to stay in touch with the listeners. So if you guys have Facebook, go to our Facebook page, um, Pine Ridge Warriors at Yahoo, or Pine Ridge Warriors. Um, or Warrior Radio Broadcast Network, or uh, my own personal page, um, Curtis Charles, and message me. I want to. I want to hear from you guys. Uh, message me your guys' phone numbers so I can ro- write that down in my Rolodex. I want to hear from you. Amen. So, um, with that being said, uh, love and appreciate you guys. Always remember, stand tall before man, bow low before God. Get the word out. Let the warriors know because listen, you guys, we are going to be self-funded while we're out here, and. Um, if you guys support this ministry, um, basically what this is going to do is this is going to go for our cost of living, our living expenses, um, straight up, straight out. There's no strings attached, nothing other than to be able to survive while out here ministering to the First Nations people, my people um, out here. And right now we're looking for a few partners uh, for us, me and my wife. We're looking for a few few faithful few that will be able to see um, to help us with our stay out here. And if you guys are wondering about the cost, listen, um, we're looking to uh, – we're asking and hoping and praying that the Lord will send a minimum of about 2000 a month, um, minimum 2000 a month to be able to help us get this going and help to – that's car registration, that's food, um, that's electric bills, that's that's things we need. Um, also for, for food, dog food, so you guys, if nothing else, do it for a little pup. Um, so yeah, you guys, uh, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of tapped out, but you know what? I'm going to trust the Lord for all things. So listen, if you guys uh, get the word out, please get the word out right now. We're also looking for somebody to step up and help us with a, a old beater right now. I could pick up an old beater truck for about a thousand five hundred. Um, I know it's going to have like a lot of miles on it, but you know what? If I, I won't feel as bad this thing breaking out versus our car. So you guys, a little goes a long way. Get the word out. Um, I don't care if it's your friends, coworkers, or whatever. Um, get get it out to your store managers. Get it out to whoever it is. Um, so with that being said, I love and appreciate you guys. Always remember, stand tall before man, bow low before God. And uh, I'll see you guys this coming Saturday for another edition of Prayer and Prophecy Night here on WarriorRadioBroadcastNetwork.com. All right. Love you guys. Check you out later. Love, is there anything else that you would like to add? Okay. <laughs> My wife said, nah, I'm good. Okay. So I love and appreciate you guys. Peace out. Deuces. Love you guys. And for those of you that do um, support the ministry, uh, that go to our website and um, off, uh, do a love offering or, or send your support for monthly partners. I know it isn't much, but I'll send out another copy of our CD, um, Wind of the Holy One, to you guys free of charge. Um, and we're going to start getting out some other things. Also, I'm going to have a – very soon I'm going to have a one-year devotional kind of set up. So if you guys are looking for that, um, hopefully sooner or later I'll have that up and going. So love you guys. See you this coming 
Thursday tomorrow on Omega Man Radio and this coming Saturday for another uh, Prayer and Prophecy Night. Peace out. Thank you guys for tuning in. And um, next Wednesday, we're going to be starting back at a regular scheduled time. Lord willing, God bless. Good night. See you guys soon. Peace. Blessings of Shalom, Shalom, Shalom.